the beach. Everybody had matching towels. They were under a bear. <laughs> hey, everybody, look. What's over there? A rock lobster. <laughs> rock lobster. Rock lobster. <laughs> rock lobster. <laughs> Trevor's Rock Twos. Lobster by the B-52s, yeah. It's a seven-minute song. I had to condense it to a minute, so there you wasn't go. wasn't bad, man. I liked it. Yeah. All right, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Happy uh, Happy 9-11. Oh, yeah. Never forget, <laughs> bud. Never, never forget. forget. Never forget. I got some dude at work, the same guy I got into an argument with yesterday. He reminded me of that first thing in the morning. Was hey, like you might second, call me a retard, but never forget. Well, but. it was like we, got, we, we had got into an argument. I said some things. He said some things. We got the 9-11 special right here. Welcome to, to the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the 9-11 special. Two little boys in a canoe. We got, uh, we got the Gravel shits. shits, Chris Evans, a.k.a. Captain America, and we have uh, Gorgeous George. I got Trevor three also. names. I got Captain America, Gravel Shits, and then Chris, Chris Evans. I have many, many nicknames, but I won't go over them all. T-Nasty. That's my most notorious um, one. Uh, Mr. Trabor. Mr. Fucking Disappointment. T-Amigo. I just made that uh, one up. Fucking Blockhead. I grew up with that one. Mine was Dipshit. Oh, fucking Blockhead <laughs> Dipshit. Here you go. Childhood names. Dipstick was a nicer version. My grandma used to call us all little dipsticks, and I thought that was adorable. <laughs> That's adorable. Grandma, grandma yeah. calling us idiots. R.I.P. Grandma. Speaking yes. of grandmas, the I, Queen uh, of England's dead. <laughs> God save the Queen. No, we talked about it last episode we did. a little bit. I but. literally... That's what... Uh, yeah, that's, that's the name of the episode, actually, because I couldn't think of anything else. I put God save the Queen. God save the Queen. And we, we played the Sex Pistols. Like, I mean, we yeah. was very Queen... Or it, but yeah, we had fish is, and chips that night. We did. Yeah, we're good. I forgot to mention that in the show. I had fish and chips. And yeah, I, I Trevor. Trevor was really upset that he forgot that. I was uh, like, "Don't worry about it, man. We'll talk about it later." Yeah, her son, good old Charlie's uh, King Charles the Third now. So we'll is see that how her long. son? That's her son. The old guy. Yeah, her son's seventy three. That's what she's ninety six. Yeah, that's her son. She had him. Her son is about to die. Yeah, she had him right before she was queen. I'm just looking at a reflection in the in the mirrors right now. Oh, uh, shit. Or not the mirrors, the windows of the fucking hospital across the way. And the sky is red. <laughs> oh yeah. Crazy. It's a reflection. It's a reflection also yeah. Sun setting and there is smoke in the air. <laughs> yeah. And there's clouds. It's, it's the end of the day. So I guess, uh, yeah. Welcome, welcome to the show, welcome folks. To the show. This is the third welcome. You get three welcomes when you come to this podcast. We, we, One, two, two three. three. You're oh. out. <laughs> or, damn it, we just started. We can't, okay, you're back in. Was this like abortion? Like come to this state? Like you're out. Come to another state? You're out. This state? Well, there's a how dumpster. The there's a dumpster back here. Don't say anything. How are you gonna track an abortion from state to state? Dave That's something Smith, they're trying to do Dave right now. Smith made a great argument. You're not gonna charge a person in a there's state a where abortion is legal. I heard or him. Illegal. I heard him talk about that. A state that it's, it, it's a good it's, point. See, he has a very valid point. So you're going across state lines to have a medical procedure. It'd be no different. Unfortunately, so like say you stop in Texas, in Florida, if and then you, you stop in, in, in Indianapolis. Yeah, you go from Texas to all of a sudden you end up in like Indiana, and then you end up somehow in Oregon where liposuction's oh. legal. You know, <laughs> liposuction and abortion and assisted suicide in Oregon too. I love the fact that assisted suicide is a thing. I do because too. if you are terminally ill, if you don't have much to live for, and you and don't want to rack up huge bills. Out, you know, that you'd rather be in the ground at this point, and that is your choice as an American to die? What the fuck? How, how does anybody stop people from doing things like that? Like, that is an American right. 
if you want to die, you should be able to go kill yourself properly, obviously. But, um, you know, a lot of that is, is up for debate. And that's what sucks is that while people suffer and have no fucking options and just have to sit there and wither away and, and feel pain and shit, the government and people just sit there and fight for their fucking right to partay. I don't know. <laughs> for their partay. Yeah, that's true. It's all about save the lives. Lives are precious. Lives. But what if your life is terrible? What if you're a dude that lives in a bucket? You and got also, no limbs, you and know? also, if you're poor and Muslim and you're you're over in a country like Iraq or Afghanistan the last 20 years, you're really... You are gone. dying of a terminal illness. What the fuck are you doing, you know, trying to stick around? Yeah. Yeah. No. Don't kill yourself weird ways, people. Do it the right way. Go through medical treatments and then have them euthanize you like a dog. Yes. Or if you're, if you're drunk and lonely, there's a train going by. You can do that too. Oh shoot! Trevor's about to get down with some uh, ebidols. I'm about to get down with the clown, big homie. I got me one too. Oh, let's do it. Well, I'm saving this one for. Okay, so I bought edibles right for Trevor earlier in the week because he wanted some for Friday, and then I bought some because today is my Friday. And I took two before I got here. So this uh, one's for before I go to bed. Okay, smart. Now, I wanted to have dinner cooked and at least play my song before yeah. I did my edible. Trevor's ready to, to partay himself. Eat dinner and did song, all right? So we're good. All right. No, I'm glad to be here. It's been a hell of a week. Um, our Sunday shows are always our funnest. Our fun day shows, as I call them. Fun days. We also got news, too. What news, Trevor? Here, Let's hear the good news. Alright, so in local news, it's cooling down. It's supposed to rain this next week, so summer's... This whole week is about to uh, pour. Yes. This next week. So the, uh, the, the, all the clouds and the smoke from the fires definitely help create a climate, usually at the, the end. Atmosphere. When all the heat gets mixes of all the clouds and the coolness, and then you get rain. Trevor, you're not louder ends. than a cop. Okay, Trevor, I know you think you're louder than a cop, but you're not. I apologize, folks. People can't stop committing crimes, and the police got to go by. People, it. stop dying and doing and dumb it's, shit. It's such a nice night, we thought we'd open up the yeah. window. You know, I, I didn't see a problem with that. <laughs> All right, Trevor, so continue. So apparently people are having problems, too. Local news. But yeah, so weather's cooling down. Uh, we have a lot of shows coming up, too. Some local shows. Local shows. Oh, we got Jackson Brown. He's a uh, well-known artist. Jackson Brown. He's been on the radio, rock and roll guy. September 13th. All right. Where is he playing? Uh, he's playing the Cuthbert Theater. Cuthbert. You also have Floggy Molly playing September 16th with the interrupters. Floggy Molly's awesome. Tiger Army. Yeah, they're the, the great Irish punk band that I've seen personally, and they're amazing. So I definitely recommend Love that. Floggy Molly. Yeah. And then we got some slightly smaller ones going on here. Like we have Tony McManus, who's playing right now at 7.30. I've heard of Tony McManus. I don't know who he is, though. I mentioned him last week. He's a Celtic fingerstyle guitarist. He's really good. That's right. You did bring him up. I uh, I should do a down review on him or something. I didn't I didn't look at listening albums today. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's playing at uh, Tsunami Books here in 2585 Willamette Street, 2250. I also got the Blue Egyptian jam band playing at the Big Dirty on Olive Street. Big Dirty, I love that name. I've I've seen a show there. It's pretty fun. It's like a the jazz, Big Dirty. Yeah, it's a jazz. It's like a jazz club with a. No, bar. of course, it's because like uh, Louisiana is called the Big Easy. You know, so yeah. you're calling it the Big, the Big Dirty. Dirty. Yeah. So apparently on uh, Sundays there's some uh, Zen meditation from 4:36 already happened, but it's at the Blue Cliff Zen Circle. Well, Trevor, two, five, don't, two. don't tell us events that have already happened. I know. I'm teasing a little bit. So one that will be happening tomorrow. There you go. Uh, upcoming events. Upcoming events. You have stand-up open, open mic at 8 p.m., Slice Pizzeria and Blair <coughs> Boulevard here in Eugene at the Wit, which I went to, but they don't start till 8. It's a little late. Yeah, a little late for me. Yeah, Because we get up for, well, you get up for work in the morning. But you're up, too. So yeah. if it was like at 6.30, it'd be perfect. If it was at 7, that'd be all right. But 6 yeah, would be the best, yeah. And then you possibly are waiting maybe, you know, 30 minutes to get up on stage. By the time you get out with your set, you know, probably, you know, 9.50, 10 oh. o'clock. So there's a Eugene Peace Choir 
because the first United Methodist Church, they Life practice from, they they practice six to eight. What is it? The uh, choir. Eugene Peace Choir at the new at the uh, first United Methodist Church of Olive Street downtown. They do practice I guess Monday dope. six to eight. Choir is pretty dope. I've met some really cool chicks through choir before. Uh, I never sung in choir, but I knew a lot of the girls. I'd go to church sometimes, and I know a lot of the girls that would sing in choir. They were pretty fun. Wow. Oh. They did go to church, so. Church girls are fun, man. They, they just be. do different things, you know? Um, you know, I'm not they don't, a church they don't person, have sex. But that's uh, they usually fool around a bit, you know, which is always fun. Yeah. I'll take a girl that's adventurous over a girl that's fucking seen the world. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm sure Church and I have an interesting relationship. Trevor so, got kicked out of a church for his bad behavior. Anyways. We got an open mic tomorrow at uh, the first National Tap House where I played a month ago. It's on uh, 51 West Broadway downtown, Eugene. And I'm probably going to play at it tomorrow. Nice. And it's going to be uh, 6.39. I'll probably be one of the first people. I'll just oh, yeah. play three songs. It'll be like 10 to 15 minutes. Do you minutes. have an idea what you're going to play? Yeah. I'm, I want to do a cover song. Well, gonna, this guy showed me a song called Gaida. I've played it for you before. It's a very nice song. And then I was going to play... Uh, Black Metal song, Hardship of the Scots, you've heard it before. And then I was thinking of doing maybe a Spanish song or something. I don't want to, if I get too crazy, like these people will be offended. No, I don't think so, but I, I like the uh, trying Spanish to make it diverse. Style. I like the Spanish style, so maybe that's something you could go with. I think a lot of people like the, uh, the Mexican guitar and stuff. Yeah, I'll definitely do a hard rock song and then I'll do. Yeah, there's so we'll follow up with some Latin Latin funk. Yeah, I could do that. Ooh, I could play some Enrique Iglesias too. Mm -hmm. I could do that. That'd be fun. People would not expect that from me. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Hell yeah, I like it. And then uh, there's Tuesday. There's arts and crafts at Studio Seven, the uh, gallery summer exhibit. That might be fun. And then there's the Roosters Blues Jam place. What I got. time is the Arts and Crafts? Four o'clock. Uh, eleven a.m. to four p.m. So mm. that's for people that. Well, you're you're off that dance, right? You could go. Yeah. So I'll, I'll leave that right here for you, Chris. Chris maybe, might go. Maybe I might go do some arts and crafts. That'd be cool. That would it's be a cool. uh, gallery summer exhibit, so I think you'd be looking at art. Oh, of course. So yeah. Get a little culture. That'd be cool. And then. Hey, I'm a culture guy, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> As I put a put cigarette in the Snapples, uh, Snapple Snapples bottle. beach thing. I'm a cultured guy, man. It's I see it, that. That's a, that's a piece of artwork, man. It shows our uh, fractured society through uh, through a man's... Uh, through, uh, through, his, through a man's turmoil. Turmoil and his addiction to, to nicotine, and that's what he had was a Snapple apple. Yup. <laughs> yep. Another, We're artists. It happens. <laughs> We're artists. I guess the other one is the Rooster Blues Jam... The Max Hey, we're place. amateur artists. Uh, yeah. Don't you say, say that. that. Yeah, this is another place I got banned from, but yeah. Go <laughs> ahead and play blues there if you want. I used to play, but... Trevor know. can't go back there. I'm a bad boy. There's a few other places I'm banned from, folks. But anyways, Let me ask I'm you fun. this. Is alcohol involved usually? Uh, I was too poor, actually, for the blues one. No, I was actually too poor. It was just me being angry. No, you're Wasn't poor. alcohol. I quit it like I would get one free drink after playing for like 45 minutes. You get one drink. Like I just played good guitar for you for 45 minutes. and I get one beer. Better be a good beer. I want to give us. Right. Yeah. I want a stout. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. But anyways. I gotta I gotta go use the restroom. So vamp for a bit. And then I'll, I'll keep going. Uh, we also got theater. The the play Ham Hamilton, 7:30, and it's going to be Tuesday and Wednesday. The uh, Civil Concert Hall Holt Center dollar ticket start at forty nine dollars. So yeah, folks, they have a whole thing about jazz. How ja there's a lot of jazz festivals in the summertime usually, and I definitely recommend that if you all want some jazz. You know, kind of like Louis Armstrong and 
Dookie Ellington and Ella Fitzgerald and the such. Oh, yeah. We'll also uh, do something else here interesting for you folks. We are going to, if I can find it, forgive me everybody. Here we go. Do some astrology here. I'm gonna, I don't believe in any astrology bullshit, but it's fun to read and kill a, a minute or two. So for Leo, which is myself, which is July 23rd through August 22nd, what good is it if you read Plato but never clean your toilet, writes author Alice Munro. To which I add, what good is it you have brilliant breakthroughs and intriguing insights but never translate them to practical changes in your daily rhythm? I'm not saying you're guilty of these sins, Leo, but I want to ensure that you won't be guilty of these sins in the coming weeks. It's crucial for your long-term future that you devote quality time to being Earthy and grounded and pragmatic, be as effective as you are smart. And for Chris over here, the Scorpios, October 23rd, November 21st, there are blessings in every abyss. You of all the signs of the zodiac have the greatest capacity to find those blessings and make them yours. Likewise, there is an abyss in each blessing. You of all signs have the most power to make your experiences in the abyss. Don't detract, but enhance the blessing. The coming weeks, dear Scorpio, take maximum advantage of these superpowers of yours. Be a master of Zurian on the opportunity seated in the dilemmas. Show everyone how to come in on and enjoy the lights in the darkness. Be an inspirational world model as you extract redemption from the messes. Yeah, we also have a kitty here, folks. Ferrari. And she's been a little trouble troublemaker for the most part. She likes to uh, run around sometimes and uh, bounce around like a cracked out I'm bouncy back, ball. Baby. Yeah, I've read our astrology things. Whoa, what was mine? Oh, you didn't ask about mine. Like, what's mine? Well, what's, what's yours? You? What's yours? Here, I'm sorry. I so didn't you're, mean to you're, offend. No, nah, it's good. I didn't mean to shit. offend. Come <laughs> so I literally read it to the audience. All right, start with yours. All right. So what good is it? If you read Plato but never clean your toilet, writes author Alice Munro. I actually literally just cleaned my toilet before this. Good Which job. I add, what good is it if you have brilliant breakthroughs and intriguing insights but never translate them into practical changes in your daily rhythm? I'm not Very saying you are guilty of these sins, Leo, but I want you to ensure you don't be guilty of these Ooh, sins in the coming Trevor. weeks. It's crucial to your long-term future to devote quality time being earthing ground and pragmatic yeah. be as effective as you are smart I feel like that is really applicable to you maybe I think so because I think it's really easy to get into the habit of just doing the basics and the day-to-days and stuff you know it takes a little extra to get up and you know clean that toilet so yeah. to speak or tomorrow I'm gonna go play a show yeah, yeah. yeah a little bit extra man alright uh, what was mine yours sorry folks sorry I folks you're twice poop. I had to poop. So, Life's about poop sometimes. Says uh, for Scorpio, October 23rd, November 21st, there are blessings in every abyss. You of all signs in the Zodiac have the greatest capacity to find those blessings oh, and make them God. yours. Talking about my job? Is that what this is? Yes. God damn it. Likewise, there's an abyss. These abysses are trailers. There's an abyss in each blessing. You of all the signs have the most to make sure your experiences in the abyss don't detract from, but enhance the blessing. The coming weeks, yeah, dear Scorpio, take maximum advantage of these superpowers of yours. Be a master of zeroing on opportunities seated in the dilemmas. Show everyone how to come home in on the joy, the delights, and the darkness. Be an inspirational role model as you extract redemption from the messes. So find the oh, silver lining God in the shitty it. clouds. Find Dude, the silver lining in the that big means shit clouds. so much to me because of the last line. What was the last sentence? Read that one back to me. Be an inspirational role model as you extract redemption from the messes. Redemption. That shit means a lot right now because I'm still trying to come back from this whole drinking thing. Um, and then, like, the masses, you know, just bring my fucking good attitude that I have and messes. energize people, man. I talk about the abyss a lot in yours, the darkness. Well, it's crazy because, like, I do live in a pretty dark world, but... I am one of those people that I always try to look on the brighter side because 
Nothing's ever as bad as I think we make it out to be. I think Usually we not. ourselves in our own head are our worst enemies sometimes. Yes, I do agree with that. Um, and, and I think you get into your own head too much and, and you, you fuck around in there. And, you know, it can be for the better or it can be for the worse. Um, but, you know, bringing positivity and trying to do good things, uh, that's what I'm very much about. Oh, uh, yeah. Bringing the best uh, light out of the darkness, man. Oh, yeah. By the way, happy 9-11 in that, in that uh, note. Bring, bring the happiness of the darkness. Happy 9-11, everybody. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about 9-11 a little bit. Let's, let's, since it is 9-11-2020, uh, let's, let's go back and, you know, think about... Do you want about, to talk about the one in 01, or do you want to go further back to the 93 bombings? Because well, remember, it got bombed in 93 also. We can we can touch down on the old bombing. Um, originally, I, I wasn't sure who was responsible for the original bombings. Was it Al-Qaeda before? It was another Taliban group. It was... They don't exactly say, but it was it some Middle Eastern extremists, extremists. is what they say. Yeah. But it was people it, it was people that were connected with the Taliban Al Qaeda and also had connections with the Saudi Arabian oil companies. Oh yeah. Just like this one in two thousand one definitely was paid for by the Saudi Arabian oil companies, but so, Iraq and Afghanistan were. So convenient. before we get into the Saudi Arabia oil companies Let's just talk about the day of. Where were you at on 9-11 when uh, the towers were hit? I was in Sacramento. I was pooping on the toilet, Weird. getting ready to go to school. Weird. I had the door locked because it was just my dad and I. And my dad kicked the door in, literally kicked the door, and he's like, get out here. And he's a big guy. And he grabbed me and dragged me to the TV. And <laughs> Trevor's pulling his pants up. <laughs> no, this happened. Literally, he's like, look at this. <laughs> will factor. He said, he's literally screamed, this is going to affect your generation. Had me look. And then I still went to school. School still happened for yeah, us. Yeah, of course. And then he's like, all right, now get the fuck to school. I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, showed me some crazy shit. Now go to school. Yeah. It was in the morning time. It was like 6.30, 7, you know, I was... He was getting ready to go to work and shit. He's like, all right, get to school. I want to go work. And, and then I remember I went, and I remember this angry music teacher that didn't like me and said I'd go nowhere in life named Mr. Cambridge. <laughs> Mr. Cambridge. Dude, this guy fucking that hated guy me. hated you. Dude, he... All right, like, you're going to go nowhere, boy. Yeah, he He's had... like, I'm a child. <laughs> yeah, he had all these other kids. Mind you, this is her kids, you know, we're 10, 11. And he, he would always have kids sing, and then he's like, not you. And he'd always put me in the corner. Oh. And he would have me right... Even though I'm left-handed, he would have me sit, lean against the le- the left wall and have me write out of a dictionary for like three hours. Aww. Every day, like some Bart Simpson shit. Aww, and then he Trevor. would just grab it and he would crumple it and throw it away. He's like, all right, I expect another page next time. And then he was just a dickhead to me, dude. Like, I even asked the other teachers, like, what's Trevor, the deal? Trevor. He hated me Trevor, and he wouldn't do this know, to anyone else. You want to know why he did why? that to you? Because he was a shittily paid public school teacher. Yeah, didn't make a lot of money. Didn't give a fuck. He had to and put together plays of these stupid he, ass kids been doing plays. Too long. Oh yeah, I'd been there a while. So I had a teacher. I have a similar teacher story. <laughs> so in uh, Miss Sanderson in ninth grade algebra, I remembered this because I was not the best at math, and I was really needing a lot of uh, yeah. Oh, thank you. I was really needing a lot of extra help and stuff in. Uh, in math and I remember getting into her class and her going listen I've been here for 20 years I'm probably only going to be here another few years I really don't care if you learn algebra or not I'm going to do my best to teach it the way that I know and if you if you get it good if you don't you better get a tutor (laughs) and I was just like what I need help and she goes fuck you (laughs) So that was the best thing. And she had her little favorite students in the class. Oh, yeah. So, like, anytime they needed help, she'd bend over backwards to help them. And I'd go up to her desk and ask for help, and she'd be like, what? And she'd never want to help trash. me. trash. Yeah, hey, piece of shit. You and I weren't the pets. Hell, yeah. But I think the next year I had a better algebra teacher. She was uh, a little bit harder on me, um, but it was in a good thing because she wanted me to learn the material. I like how this all started from 9-11. 
Oh, so where was I at 9-11? Yes. So, interestingly enough that you say you were getting ready for school, I was actually in school because of the three-hour time difference. Yeah. So, when you were getting ready, it was probably like 10-something. You were already in school. I was school. in school. Uh, the day had just started. Um, so, a couple hours went by, and something happened where the PA came on, and they basically told all the teachers to not turn on the TV. And, oh, shit. Yeah, to just stay in the classrooms. Um, because President Bush at the time flew down to Florida to read at a school in Florida is a few hours north um, to children. And it kind of coincides with the story because all the schools in Florida got locked down pretty much. You know, they didn't know exactly what was Did happening. Did Bush get to read his story to the Florida so children? I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. But when um, it happened, the teacher got a phone call, and then she goes, you know, kids, I'm not supposed to, but I think that this is something you should see. Um, this is what's happening in our country right now. And so she turned on the TV, and I bet all the teachers pretty much did the same shit. They basically probably yeah. just turned it's on like, the TV. It's like, what, are you going to fire me for turning on the TV? In a national tragedy. Um, yeah. So we watched uh, the first uh, building on fire, yep. and hearing that it got hit, by a plane and at first everybody was thinking like oh it was a tragic accident you know plane crashed into a building and, and then, then we watched the second out. one yeah and we were like oh shit this isn't an accident this is a thing and then uh we watched uh the news for a couple hours or, or an hour or so you heard about and then the, they turned it off and they we, talk about the plane that was headed towards the white house spent at landing in the pennsylvania field yeah they and talked, then they the talked fourth, about the pentagon the pentagon the fourth plane it is crazy to think about that four, four planes, planes four big got, planes got hijacked but um once um president bush heard about it he thought i think like a lot of people did that it wasn't an attack at first, but it was a an accident or a tragic, you know, mistake. Because that was the first thing that was hit was the towers, and then after that, they're like they're tall, they're in the way. Well, you planes, you know, planes hit things. Unfortunately, they do. So President Bush continued to read, and then they came and told him that the second tower was hit with the second plane, and then they knew that something was wrong. And that's when they he stopped and he got up and he left. And, and then a third plane and then a fourth plane. Yeah. Well, then as they were in the air on uh, is Air Force One, uh, they heard about the Pentagon being hit, and the Pennsylvania uh, hadn't been found yet. They they hadn't known that it had crashed in a field yet. So yeah, but I remembered a lot from that day because I was in school and it was like yeah. a big thing with all of our classmates. And it was a Tuesday. Yeah, I, don't know what I remember. It was a Tuesday. I remember that. And I was supposed to meet up with some friends afterwards, and my dad ended up just, like, having me hang out. But, you know, we'll just hang out here. I'm like, okay. Probably, you know, not a bad idea for the crazy times it I think was. He, like, I think he barbecued. I think we had barbecue on that day. <laughs> Fuck. Like, he, like, did some barbecue shit. He's like, but come is, on, let's barbecue. It I is think crazy that barbecue. the people that uh, executed the attacks, um, they learned to fly planes in Florida. Ah. And I think Texas. I think there was a couple of places that they went around in the state and they learned how to fly commercial uh, planes and then they learned how to fly uh, actual, you know, fucking jets. They also talk about the whole thing about, like, they didn't bother learning how to land. Well, they did learn how to land, but that wasn't their main objective, obviously. obviously. Yeah. Their main objective was learning how to, to hold it's the like, controls, use the controls. Well, just in case you don't kill all these people. Yeah. You land on a field, here you go. Okay. Um, but you're not wrong. A lot of the people that executed the attack were under uh, supervision from uh, the Taliban in Iraq and Iran. And a lot of it was Saudi money that backed yep. these people. And a lot these of are people was, that in the, those Saudi... Oil people are people that are friends of Bush and American businesses. Well, a lot of it is so. the fact that the Muslim community didn't want America getting involved with Middle Eastern uh, money. affairs. Exactly. And when Saudi Arabia and America started having this uh, relationship for oil, uh, it started a tension with all the religious uh, people in that area. Because America is supposed to be the big boogeyman, you know. Jesus. Um, ah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and 
you know, the religion just dies really hard in that part of the world because most of it is still barren desert and land and, you know. When you live in such extreme conditions and that's what you've been taught, religion, for, tradition. For hundreds and hundreds of yeah. years. Like 1,500 years yeah. Islam's been around. Yeah. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to just change that in a generation. And definitely yeah. the kids that grew up with the American and all the Allied invasions of Iraq and Afghanistan, other places, they definitely, and then all of a sudden, like, people, kids our age, they grew up with the war, with, with all these people invading their country all the time. They grew up with the internet coming in and changing everything. Like, well, so I, much changes for the, the, the kids of our, like, our age, so younger. So, when... When we came into the the war after the terrorist attack and stuff on 9-11... We invaded no two officially. We brought a ton of technology and money and um, infrastructure like Halliburton. to, to yeah. uh, that area. A lot of business, actually. Blackwater. And, and yeah. we set up a lot of financial infrastructure. So basically, uh, we could make it more um, democratized and we could make it more... Uh, capitalistic. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, the, the that's free capitalist system is, is what crazy we want. about that part of the world is that, you know, a good portion of the people in that region uh, are poor and don't have much of anything. Dirt poor. And then there are people that have a lot of money from natural resources and there are people that have just ab- above normal, you know. Yeah. But you're right. Then you have, you have people that are literally starving. Yep. With mud-made huts. Majority of them. And then you have people that are multi-millionaires for the oil thing. And then you have wives And they have wives walking around with purses that are $50,000. And then you have guys that are, you know, middlemen. You know, basically, they're the guys that are doing things for the rich guys and the poor people. And, you know, it's just a weird circumstance because we're coming in there and, and not only trying to change their culture, but we're trying to change their way of thinking about us. You know, that's culture. It's everything. Yeah, man. You have to realize that we are the aliens to these people. Yes. You know? They didn't ask us to come there. No. But it's funny because you still have people that are like, oh, we did the right thing trying to show them the American way and Jesus. I'm like, you, you got to stop that. I think Bush was in a really weird predicament, too, because he didn't know how to defuse America. Because everybody got so patriotic and so and you pissed especially off immediately. Had, especially you have the like the white conservative ring that side that was all for it, kind of like the 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 South Park episode, "I'm a little bit country, yeah. rock and roll." And I'm then, a little bit country. And then you had the people on the left that were like, "Fuck no!" So you had this huge thing blowing up of going to war because a lot of people were like, "Well." We, we got a Vietnam. You don't Vietnam. like America, why don't you get out? Yeah. And you had a lot of veterans that were saying go for it, but then you had veterans from Nam and other wars were like, hey, war is bullshit. War is... War is necessary... For advancements of civilizations. Well, we have to break down things to build them back up. Well, I'm and, saying and all civilizations, they've used war. They the Greeks, to. the Romans... They have to. The one, what became the Mongolian Empire, they had to use war to grow. Otherwise America enough. won't be around forever. No. And the Middle East won't be the same forever. No. You know, but for right now, the turmoil that is between our two countries is more religious and political more than anything. It's not even our people, because I guarantee if we went to Afghanistan or Iraq, we'd probably meet some poor motherfuckers and just sit around and smoke hash and talk shit. It'd be fun. We eat food. You know, like, average people don't have that issue. No. But it's the the extreme political views and extreme religious views that make everybody all fucking worked up. And, you know... I guarantee most of the world is just calm people that are just trying to eat. They're fuck. just they're just stuck in the wrong place, at the wrong time. They're You're just born stuck. in Mexico, bro. There's no fucking you know that's where you were yeah. born. You know, it yeah. doesn't change the fact that the murder rates through the roof. Yeah, or you're like from you're you're like for example you're like from Somalia and you have to deal with like your uncle goes and raids frigid ships for money and. To, and he uses that money for the community. So yep. while the rest of the world says it's evil, your uncle, who's, who's your a uncle pirate, that is dressing flashy and is a flashy pirate, is providing a service for the and he's giving money to the community. So it's so it's a if you a look, black dynamite, I, I sell drugs, I steal boats for, for the, the community. community. <laughs> well, if I see that pirate flag, I'm just gonna have to look down real quick. 
By the way, folks, we do have a pirate special coming up. A pirate Arr, episode. We do have a pirate Michael. special coming up, matey. That'll be, uh, that'll be September 20th, folks. Because National Talk Like the Pirate Day is the 19th. And Michael knows so much pirate shit. He got, yeah, he got fired up. Month. Yeah, he knows a lot of shit. So, That's cool. Well, we, maybe not the whole episode, but we'll definitely be sprinkled and peppered in. Some, Arr, we'll, some be pirate. Pe- we'll be putting peppers and sprinkling salts on ye. Arg, you better walk the deck when I'm done with your mother. Arg. Dick, what's wrong with you? Anywho, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun, folks. But yeah, but that's our, uh, I guess, announcements for upcoming episodes. But anyways. But anyways. We were talking on I-11. <laughs> we're doing we're these things. We're talking about the war. Talking about the war. About- talking about how life we were growing up. Also, like, at that time, the election thing happened with Bush and... And Al Gore, so like it definitely like made us at a, from a young age look at the world like, oh, things are not like you know things are weird you and strange. Want to something interesting from a very young age when people tried to explain uh, politics to me, I was just like, I don't get it. Like I didn't, I didn't understand it as a child, and still as an adult, I don't fully understand it. Um, but it's it's one of those funny things that when the adults attempted to explain it more to me. They got more even struggled themselves yeah. to find like the the proper wordage, um, but I don't think politics is something that you can explain. It's just a chaotic environment of two liars lying to get where they got to be. Pol- <laughs> what, what politics officially is how how people hand well people manage other people use politics like you're gonna do. You're going to do these rules because of this and that, because this person says it, and this money's going this place. I'll tell you what, man. So it's just people trying to control other people. That's people what politics is. suck. And for the most trying part. trying to control people suck. Yeah. The government needs to step, step way back, and the I states agree. need to step the fuck up, because the federal government is, like, involved in everything, dude. And way too much. It shouldn't be a, a federal government Even just listening country. to your phone... Just in case you might say something like, "Oh, is this guy going to be a, a mass shooter?" Like, no, motherfucker. I'm just well, upset I, that I, I can't find I can't find any horseradish right now. Well, I think it's, it's interesting that you know you bring that up because there is a lot of sorry, uh, sorry. No, you're good. There's a lot of issues with invasion of privacy, but I think that as technology gets more advanced, no matter where you go or what you do, for the most part, in most places. You're gonna be fucking recorded, folks. You know, it's hard. You have to realize that yeah. none of your information's private unless you're in a locked room by yourself, and hopefully nobody's bugged it. You know, and your phone isn't with you. Folks, it's getting harder to commit crimes. Harder to have fun. But with that, also comes a safer society. So I guess you take the safer society versus the guy down the street building pipe bombs because he's pissed off. <laughs> he's, pissed, he's pissed off and he's... Pissed gonna, off at the post office. And he's on the post office. He's building pipe bombs. Ted Kaczynski, the Unabombers. But uh, 9-11 was a tragedy, man. A ton of people in New York died. A ton of firefighters and ambulance workers sad. and shit died. Trying to save people that were pretty Even much cops just, just trying to help people and anyone... Yeah, just Well, I remember, like, for days they were pulling bodies out of the rubble. Days. And, like, they were finding dead bodies and they were finding a couple people alive. And it was such a heartwarming moment when they found alive people. But it was just so, you know, detrimental to everybody's well, it was health like 3, in the rubble. 3,000 people, they say, died of the immediate effects. And then... A few thousand like long term effects. There's a lot of people that got cancer from from everything that was burning in the air. Um, all kinds of things. Died from a uh, lot of people had uh, secondary ingestion effects. Ingestion, yeah. Fucking you know concrete and stuff like that. Imagine you live right there and that right there and all of a sudden that's just raining constant but ash. It, it just it goes to show. They said this on the bonfire how affected America was by 9/11. Because we made Rudy Giuliani like America's mayor. And he, We're like, that's America's mayor, bro. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Ever, Dan Soder's so funny. And yeah, for those of you who don't know, Rudy Giuliani was a, he was a lawyer who got big in the 70s for helping shut down, supposedly, the mob, the mob in New York. And I'm, I'm sure he, he did a lot of good things, but... All Rudy Giuliani did was he ran on the platform of, I'm going to shut the mob down. Yeah. And then he took a couple of mobsters to court, and he kind of won 
And you know, he he's good at using down, words. He didn't bring down a giant crime family or anything. That's what they try take to a couple mobsters to jail. They try but, to make it act like he was the yeah, fucking. Yeah, like he fucking he de he fucking yeah. deflowered. You know, he, he was just the he was just like when a mobster was having his meal of all his guys. There was Rudy Giuliani just fucking ready for anything like Boondock Saints with a rope in the fucking semi-auto to fall out. Yeah, like Rudy Giuliani in the. That was a Pretty, great movie. The Dark yeah. Saints doesn't hold up, but I remembered when it came out. It was a cool movie it's, to see. It's uh, I saw it a year ago. It's it's with Christian. It's, it's so a good. good rewatch, but man, it does not hold up. Willem Dafoe goes nuts in that movie. He's like, I'm a cop, but I'm a gay cop, but I'm not a gay cop, but I'm gonna dress up in drag, but I do this this way. I also and have th- damn near magic powers of observing of, of things. Observation. Like, yes. He's the weirdest sure. detective in the world. Willem Dafoe, that was a that was a weird choice. Hey, he he did a good job though, being like very crazy. Yeah. Oh, I got some. I got one. So here's an idea we had talked about: the salty boy pizza. Yes. So, so do you want to know something interesting? Yeah. I've already tried some of the ingredients on a salty boy pizza: the anchovies and the olives I've put together before. Green olives, right? Yes. So we should. So our idea is anchovies, green olives, pepperoni, and garlic with balsamic vinaigrette on or on the side for salty boy pizza. Yeah, we were uh, trying to think about uh, how to make salty pizza because we both like salt a lot. Um, but we love anchovies, and anchovies are a, a condiment or, or, or a topping that is no longer existent in most pizza joints. Also, so, green olives you don't see as often, too. Yeah, so what we do is we buy like a couple 7-Eleven pizzas, and then we come home and we doctor them up a little bit. We put anchovies on them. Yeah, um, we but that. we are going to test out a saltier version of the anchovy pizza with a few olives and some uh, pepperonis and then some oil and uh, balsamic vinegar to uh, dunk crust, I guess, and, you know, whatever. But um, I think that if we're going to try that salty pizza, we should make sure we have some water, you know, to yeah. hydrate from the saline. <laughs> We definitely shouldn't just be drinking hot sauce. Just a bottle of hot sauce is all I have to drink back. Damn it, Chris, got my eye. Where's the milk? Oh, here's the milk. Oh, there's hot sauce in the milk. (laughs) The cat's just there just smiling at us. Scratching at your feet for some reason. (laughs) Just biting at your mouth. Just melting. That's Rory's new favorite thing is whenever you're in the kitchen... She likes to come up and bite your feet. <laughs> so I mentioned for the cat earlier, uh, Chris had an idea of doing a uh, Ferrari puppet show, Kitten Murder Manor. Oh, It's yes. going to be a puppet version of our cat so, murdering people in, in a giant fancy manner. I loved um, at the end of Sarah Marshall, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, when they have this giant puppet show where it's like, I guess the main character got his shit together and he put on a small play at the end that kicks ass. And I was always like, well, why can't you do that with like a murder mystery and a bunch of cat characters that are all dressed up in different like uh, cat outfits, you know, like a pirate and a fucking uh, a vampire cat, you know, and uh, all the cats would have crazy cat puns, you know, it'd be like. Hey, get your paws off my food. Yeah, or something like that. And uh, you're gonna follow along. You're gonna dangle it along like a ball of yarn. And yeah, there definitely be like a, a murder mystery. Like one of the cats is murdered, and then all the cats are in the house, and they have to find out who done it. But they're doing cat things while they're they do doing it. cat things. They're they're licking fucking salmon, and you know, the, de- the detective. They, they're walking by a mirror, and yeah. they get caught in the mirror looking at themselves. <laughs> the detective sees this hanging thing that he can't quite reach, and he's like, "God damn it, what is it?" Exactly. Yeah. Like like just cute cat things. So a cat themed murder mystery puppet show. It's, yeah. <laughs> and also we could have actual kittens in the show too. Sure, why not? Kittens and puppet puppets, folks. Kittens and puppets. Yeah. Yeah, kittens and puppets. Uh, might have just called out the episode, kittens and puppets. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we also got anything for Fat Boy Physics Day. We talked about the Salty Boy Pizza. Um, Fat Boy Physics Day. Um, peach rings rock. Sweetest fish suck. <sighs> 
What was the last one we said? We said, all right, kittens and puppets. Yeah. All right, anyways, folks, for you out there, we also had an idea for a board game. It's called Escape Epstein's Island. I feel like it would be a... It'd be an interesting idea. I would, I would kind of base it off of... Uh, I don't know, kind of make it like a game of sorry where you have to like hit the plastic bubble and it's like, yeah. oh, and, and it's like, and it's a little dice thing and it's in there and it's rolled and every time you hit it, it's like, you have to be there for the, for the president of the oil company from Germany and you have to be his personal plaything for the next 40 hours or you hit it, it's like, you have to scrub dishes of a toothbrush. So it's a sorry themed uh, pedophile island yes. game. <laughs> Yes. That's kind of interesting. Do you think that, um, do you think that at the end, if you lose, <laughs> you actually have to get taken away by a fucking pedophile? Yeah, if you lose, you get taken away by the pedophile. <laughs> and, uh, there's just a, a pedophile rapist on, on call standby that, uh, if you lose and you're underage, he's gonna come and get you. <laughs> Fuck. Yep. We got to get in contact with Chris Hansen. He has to know some of these guys. <laughs> He's hey. been in the game too long, man. Chris I, Hansen's got to know some of these I'm players. sure he knows some people on the board like, game. Jim, Jim, what are you doing here? It's like, oh, Chris, I didn't know it was you. But uh, what about that that young boy over there? There was dressed a- dressed up as a uh, <laughs> dressed up as a as a as a crab. What's going on over there? Uh, don't worry about him. Uh, there was definitely an episode where uh, Chris Hansen uh, rode the train, I guess, to get where he was going. It was maybe in New York or something. But he he knew the guy when he got there because they had rode the train together and talked. Like, and, and I guess they chatted, you know. And then he got to the place and the dude was there and he's like, Bill, what are you doing here? And he's like, Chris, what are, what are you doing? Like, There's a whole thing. Oh, man, that's wild. We talked to the bus. We didn't say anything about diddling kids on we talked on the bus. Well, you know, it wasn't bus talk. It wasn't, some, it wasn't bus talk. I ride the bus every day. You don't talk. Of, I don't fuck kids, but if I did, I wouldn't talk about it on the bus casually, the public bus. It'd so, not be a thing to talk about. <laughs> I got a funny thing as I was driving home. I stopped at a red light, and I looked over at a bus stop. And at the bus stop was one tall dude standing up, holding onto the bus uh, rail stop. (laughs) And I was just like, all right, that's normal. Another guy, uh, or a gal was there, but she only had a sports bra on, and she had a big gut. So most of her stomach was hanging out and over, and she was hanging on a, a cart, and she was just shaking back and forth. And so I was like, oh, man, so she's having a day. And then there was a third dude who was sitting down spraying his hair with something. And I was like, what is this guy doing? And then I realized as I'm sitting there, he's spraying his hair with like Rogaine or like like hair color thing. <laughs> so I'm just like, like for men yeah, men. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm just like, this guy is trying to get his hair straight right before he gets on the bus. Not, like, he man? had a fucking uh, cloth dampened. I guess he was patting his head so it didn't you, run. This was a kid? This was a dude. This is a man who's balding. He's on the bus. And he was getting ready to get on the bus, but, he, but before he got on the bus, I guess it was time to do a hair treatment. <laughs> so <laughs> I've never seen one on the bus be like, wait, I got this gray. Hold on real quick. No, not even <laughs> gray. Like, he was using a black spray. He was going over, like, the the missing As, as he's in line for the bus. Well, he's not even in line for the bus. This is the people at the bus stop. Oh. The one guy's standing beside him, and he's kind of checking them out, and doing he's, it. just on the bus, just at the bus stop. I can see that. Well, I don't know, man. Just, you know, weird places to do hair colorings. I've <laughs> seen people in cars do it. I've seen, especially I've seen, I've known, so I've been with women that kind of punk rocker chicks and had unusual color hair, like pink. Blue, all kinds of stuff. And yeah, they would do like, oh, we're at the house, let's do it now. Or okay, like, at the house just... is a normal place to do it. But right before you get on the fucking yes. bus, you're spraying yourself down with a dye. But I knew chicks too that would want to do it in like the bathroom of like at Carl's Jr. or something. Like, hey, well, Trevor, like, you need to stop hanging out with bus trash. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. 
What else you got, boy? Oh. You got something on that list? Yeah. Got that Shindaloo's list? Ooh. Sorry, too soon. Too soon. Too June. Too June. Uh, so, yeah, es- es- Escape Epstein's Islands could be the next big board game. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to Parker Brothers. We'll, we'll make a deal we with them. We should just make it into an actual like uh, reality show. Escape from Epstein's Island. Let's do the board game. No, dude, I want to make it a reality uh, show where you actually bring children off the island. That's too much. That too much. And too then, much. And then at the end, somebody really loses. <laughs> I don't want to actually kidnap any children. I'm just trying to Trevor, make a funny we're not board kidnapping game. Kidnapping them. They're 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 working their way for their freedom. <laughs> they're just like any other actor. Well, you're like a, you could literally like work as a as a guy in newspaper for North Korea, like the 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 propaganda, like, oh, we're not starving and torturing him, we're giving him new types of diets to try out and very rigorous workout routines. They get all the vitamins <laughs> and minerals they need, plus loaves of bread each day. They don't need anything else. <laughs> and they get to plant many trees. You imagine if that was your diet, if you just got, like, each person got, like, a loaf of bread a day, or, like, a bunch of rice or something, and then yeah. they gave you, like, a multivitamin, uh, that was just, like, your daily, uh, amount of vitamins. You know how fucking aggravating people would be? Yeah. That would be. Yeah. Say a board game. Other idea, other thing we have is uh, we have the idea of a uh, a wax closet child becomes famous artist using just crayons and peanut butter. <laughs> that was another idea we wrote down. Trevor, so like Trevor Harry Potter Potter. locked in the closet, but he just wrote with crayons and peanut butter and became they, his they world famous. They threw a big jar of <laughs> chunky Jif at him. And, uh, Extra chunk. And they threw only orange crowns at him for yep. some reason. Just a box of <laughs> orange crowns. But, uh, but finally... He finally, finally, he did manage to, like, get his hand out for a second. He managed to, like, grab a couple greens for some reason. Oh, okay. Green crowns, too. He's greens. got orange and greens. He's got orange and greens. He's doing a lot of University of Miami-themed uh, <laughs> yes. themed, uh, A lot of orange and green. It's all about the U, bro. It's all about, <laughs> about the, the U. U. You ever see him on the sidelines? That's such a funny thing, because at the University of Miami, they have a thing called a turnover chain. What's that? And it's basically a giant gold necklace that is probably like a half a million dollars. And basically, if you get a turnover, like you recover a fumble, they give you the chain to wear for like a couple minutes during the game. So it's a really weird thing, but it's cool because like college football is starting to become like what professional football is when it comes to monetary. Like the colleges are getting uh, ways to get these kids a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Which is good because not all of them are going to make it to the big show. So if you're in college and you're balling out, you know, maybe you should be making a little bit of money. Yeah. Yeah, fucking A. College college, uh, athletes are still athletes. They're still doing pretty much a job. High school athletes are still athletes. Yep. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, That's pretty much it it for the crazy ideas. We... You been watching anything lately, Trevor? You been watching any cool, cool videos or anything on YouTube's or? Hey, uh, been checking out the Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe podcast. I have been. It's pretty awesome. I mean, I uploaded an episode today, so oh, I have. Oh, did you upload it? Did you yeah, listen? I did. Yeah. It was uh, episode thirty-seven. Hell yeah, thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. My girlfriend th- sucked thirty-seven dicks in ah! a row. Well, I'm not going to lie, there was a big UFC fight last night, so I watched some dudes and some ladies on their backs. Who was fighting? Nate Diaz did his last fight. Okay, did he win? He won. Of he course. fought. He fought Tony Ferguson. You're oh, down? nice. Yeah, Tony Ferguson. So he was supposed to fight this Russian dude who's up and coming called Kamzat Shemaev, but he Kamzat missed weight by seven and a half pounds, so he ended up... They had to switch all the three main events were all yeah. welterweight. They switched everybody... So, Not making weight is such a weird uh, yeah. way to get out of a fight, but it's also a thing that happens. Um, and yeah, the guy pisses was, a lot of people off because yeah. uh, there's a lot of money involved in fighting. Definitely. So changing a card like within a couple days is like ridiculous. So yeah, UFC uh, two seventy nine was that? 
I yeah. Just, I can't get in the UFC anymore, man. Ever I since Anderson it. Silva's neg- leg got snapped like a fucking he twig. Kept, he, ke- he came back and fought after that. He did, but he never recovered, really. He no, just it was, never came back to his prime. But he's 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 actually doing uh, pro boxing right yeah. now, winning. No, Dude, Anderson he, Silva's the man. Yeah, he beat uh, Cesar Chavez Jr. Him and like, fucking um, fuck. George, George St. Pierre. George yeah. St. Pierre was a fucking oh, yeah. beast. And he was Canadian, so he's very polite. Yeah. I do. I am not. Yeah, I think I have a. <laughs> I love that you're about to do a Russian accent for a Canadian. And I, I am stop. not. I, I stop. am not. I'd be like, ho ho. I am not impressed with your performance. Ho ho. Uriah Faber was another one that I loved watching fight. Yep. He was a small dude that had a crazy wrestling. He's the guy I met. I met that dude. Yeah, yeah Uriah Faber Badass, fucking killed. Dude. Um, like, I can name you a ton of great UFC fighters, but I just haven't followed it in the last five years. There's some guys that are really big that aren't, that were outside of the UFC. Like, sure. in Muay Thai, there's a guy named, uh, Rod Tang, who's fucking, really big. Uh, a uh, really interesting one that just never, ever developed was fucking, um, he's from Florida, the black dude, uh, big black dude. Kimbo Slice. Uh, Kimbo Slice. He man. he actually made the UFC and got some wins. He but did get a couple good fights in. Um, he was already old though when he, he went. He was old when he went. And he was fifty. Um, he got real big over a, a internet video of him knocking out a white cop, and uh, that blew up. And that was like one of the very first viral videos. Yeah. Of him knocking a fucking white cop out, and uh, that got him a show. On uh, that got him on the show Ultimate Fighter. I think it was like season ten. But there were some other videos of him fighting dudes in the streets too. Yeah, yeah. and that's how he got to be on the Ultimate Fighter and meet Dana White and, and yeah. come in the UFC. And Jorge Masvidal was one of those kids that fought when Kimbo Slice was doing that whole thing coming up. He's one of those guys that would fight people and be like, "Oh, this kid's pretty good." Nate Diaz. You know, there was a lot of these guys that all grew up with great wrestling or jujitsu backgrounds. Nate was jujitsu uh, and boxing. Yeah, and then they, they just, just like his brother Nick. They, yeah. you know, the Gracies were an awesome fucking thing to watch. Fucking, uh, um, who was the other brother team? Uh, Shamrock. The Sham, well, not, oh, Ken, Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock and um, his brother Frank. Yeah, but there was another team of brothers. Um, fuck. I don't know off the top of my head. There's a lot of team of brother fighters. Oh, yeah. But I'm trying to think, as far as... I didn't really watch too many documentaries. I read my book a lot. That's still pretty good. What's going on in your in your book? Uh, this this dude who's can't come back after having wolf powers named Perrin. He's fucking fighting a bunch of giant troll creatures. And he's got a this... This witch and these desert people that can like blend into the forest. Keeps trolling around. Yeah, they're uh, trolling around, and, and he's like, he, he nearly got killed, but he's he's getting the people together and he's saving the area. And it's, saving grace. Yeah, the Wheel of Time, book four, the Shadow Rising. Hell yeah! All right, man, I think we're about ready, Trevor. You want to wrap this one up with me? Yeah. Guys, thank you for being with us. Our Sunday shows are some of our best shows, and don't think we don't do great on our Thursday as well, but. I think there's just a different vibe on our Sunday shows. It's always nice. And we appreciate you listening. Go check out our latest episode. 37. 37. I'll have 30 up 8 this week. 30 up 8? 38 up. (laughs) Probably uh, Tuesday. Yeah, we appreciate you guys liking and subscribing. Uh, Share if you you would. We are still trying to get some people to check us out. And, uh, yeah, man. Looking uh, for any artists that are interested. Doing some artwork. Up on the know. website, we'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, we'll figure it we'll out. Figure it out. All right, it's it's on the board. Yeah, and I uh, I play a show tomorrow night for a National Tap House for a uh, open mic. So Come find his crazy ass. Hopefully, I don't this suck. Six thirty. <laughs> Here we go. Fucking train. Train. Midnight train to Georgia.
train a coming off the tracks. I'm a ghost train. Go straight. Go straight. All right, guys. Have a good one. Woo woo.